welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. Well, good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, lovely listeners, and welcome to the next episode of Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Chu. I am absolutely thrilled this afternoon to be joined by the wonderful Sarah Jane Heath. Sarah Jane and I connected a few years ago now through, yet again, the wonderful Alicia Fairclough, the EA How To, um, when we started doing a VA um, sort of conference, didn't we? Um, so that was right in the height of, of lockdown. Um, and SJ and I have sort of kept in touch ever since. SJ is an absolute powerhouse in terms of virtual assistanting um, and has been running her business now for about six years, SJ. Yes, it is six years. Six years. So an anniversary looming. So we should be celebrating that with pink gin and Prosecco, I think. (laughs) As she pulls to the camera her pink gin. I love it. Good girl. Well, it is five o'clock. It's gone five o'clock. Okay, so it's five o'clock somewhere. Somewhere. (laughs) we've kept in touch haven't we lovely and sort of supporting each other from afar and from a distance SJ's based down on the south coast in the UK um and I really wanted to talk to SJ on the podcast for some time now but it's taken us a wee while to sort of coordinate diaries to get you on board um and I'm really delighted to welcome you this afternoon how are you I'm very, very well, Katie, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be with you here. I'm really excited that the podcast is going so well. Um, I think it's so vital to have this for our industry. Um, And and as you say, you know, connecting, that's what I love about the virtual assistant world is that everybody's really super helpful and friendly and supportive of each other. We're all on the same journey. Um, And so, yes, it's uh, through the lovely Alicia, of course. I know. Connect everybody. She's the master connector. I'm going to have to ask her whether or not she'll do do some sort of advertising. Well, we might have to be sponsored by EA How To. I think every single episode of of this podcast has mentioned Alicia in some format or other. (laughs) We're all fans. We're all fans of her, I think. Massive fans of Alicia, definitely. (laughs) Let's sort of start at the beginning, SJ, and can you let us know sort of what inspired you to become a virtual assistant um, and what sort of sets you apart from the competition? Well, um, I don't know how much I've set apart. I still have imposter syndrome as to whether I'm actually any good or not, um, which I'm sure I don't know if that's a good thing to keep you on your toes. Um, I started I actually started virtually working in 2009. Mm-hmm. So um, a long time ago, and I and I kind of call myself, say I've been a VA since then, mm-hmm. but I didn't start my online business till six years ago. So it was a okay. different kettle of fish, probably yeah. more a remote PA, I suppose. Before. Yes, 
Okay. Um, so you were working yeah, for, the, for one or lots of clients? I've worked for a few, few yeah, a few different clients. Yeah. Um, so I, I had, um, obviously, I've got background working, um, take that, um, and uh, their manager. He says whispering, just in case. Yeah, I know. I just thought I'd suddenly thrown that in there. Um, <laughs> so working working with the band, uh, then I just worked with different musicians over over a period and, and just various different people. Yeah. to pop up every now and again yeah. and um I remember back in 2012 I registered a domain name I was no. very excited about um setting up a this was my future I thought okay what happens if this job stops I'm going to um have this agency of assistants this was my my idea yes <laughs> um this agency of assistants and it was all going to be very beautifully done I think it's there are companies now that have done it, and I'm sure they took my ideas straight from my brain. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I, I mapped it all out. I had spreadsheets set up. Uh, this massive plan. Uh, um, I even was going to go for Prince's Trust Award because I was going to help mums work from home. Yes, and, yeah, know, bring, yeah. Bring back, you know, because I just I, I'm not a mum, but I genuinely feel I don't know how mums do it. Um, communities no, where I can do it. I just genuinely yeah. don't know, understand how or why they, you know, I know they have to because of money, but it's an insane situation. So mm-hmm. I wanted to try and do something that fixed that within the industry that I knew. And then I part, I had the domain for years and it was Miss Money Pennies. And um, actually, there was a Miss Money Pennies, which is a phone service, which is called Money Pennies. So I used to start getting their emails and then I started getting emails for um, a restaurant in Australia constantly with their menu updates and stuff like that and this this Miss Moneypenny idea just started getting more and more annoying as the years went on and I just kind of dropped it dropped the whole thing and then uh, in 2017 uh, uh, the management company left um, take that and um, I just suddenly thought well what am I going to do not going to work in music again Um, I'm in my late 40s where I don't want to commute suddenly so I typed in virtual assistant. I thought I've been, I've invented this great idea and I'm going to call it virtual assistant. <laughs> and I typed it in Google and there was a lady who lived around the corner from me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I love it. It was such a weird moment, honestly. And then I, I thought, right, I've got to go meet her and, and yeah. um, see how this all works. And I'd, also, and I do think a lot of VAs do this, you immediately think that your your client base are around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's, you see it a lot, don't you? They see, yeah. You see, oh, I'm going to do flyers, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, all because they think it's got to be a local thing. Yeah. Um, and that was what I thought. But how am I going to justify my salary to these local people? Yeah. Um, and then I remember but that I'm international because I'm virtual so um you know but it did take a big penny to drop there um and when I met the local lady she used to go around to people's houses and do things like photograph their stuff for eBay and things and I thought oh that's not quite what I do that's not Um, me no no. (laughs) so um so it's quite quite a funny moment um but it's always one that comes to mind as I say when I see people say I'm thinking of becoming a VA and this is this is my you know target audience I think no no that's not you know it's a real moment to click away from that definitely so so yes when I discovered I didn't um invent virtual assistance (laughs) (laughs) I then started reading the internet as you do a few months reading the internet and not having the confidence to start it took me 
took me about six months to get off my backside and go, all right, I'm going to start posting and stuff. Um, and I've been super lucky in the fact that most people have come to me via referrals. So I've got the worst social media. I, I don't practice as I teach in any sense. My social media is rubbish. Um, my LinkedIn strategy is not non-existent <laughs> because I just seem to have people come to me. And if I do post on anywhere, people always say, well, you're so inspirational. And I think, really? Six months. It's really interesting you say that because I I completely understand what you're saying I I did absolutely no advertising I did no social media I didn't even have a website and oh, I haven't got one about three years ago mm. so everything that I did purely came through that referral is not once you've got that first client yes everything sort of oh, the ship shapes and and I'd built a really I, I didn't really I don't Again, I think there's a message I always want to get out. Is I didn't really understand that I'd already built a network over the years of working, and and I think people really underestimate. They think that they're working for their bosses or the companies, but all the interactions you've had uh, is networking. And these people, you just drop them a couple of emails. I mean, I ended up with a very high end client in uh, San Francisco via um, an agent I used to use booking. Um, uh, a stylist for okay yeah but this came via the person that fixed their computers and then I ended up working for somebody who's like a household name mm. um I'm, I can't talk about them because I signed an agreement but, um, but you know when you're just kind of like how yeah. the hell did that happen and it was just because I'd always asked her about her dog asked her about how she is and built that kind of relationship with her and then I was the first person she thought of when somebody said do you know um, so that's a really strong thing. I mean, I yeah. had a really fancy website for about three years. And then I, I realized not one of my clients knew I had a website, looked at it. Um, so I just took it down. I keep thinking I must build that website again. But I just keep other things yeah, come and, up. And how do you find the time to do those? Sort of I, things? I mean, I know, you know, running running your own business takes time and yes, you need does. to schedule that time in your kind of weekly yeah. monthly yearly activity but I know that you put your clients activity and delivery first yeah not so, always the best thing no but, but that's what gives the service that you give yeah it's, exactly. I mean it's very important to me to put my clients first um, because that's why they're paying me a, a high rate. Um, they get the service they want. They refer me on. Um, but it does. Uh, you're slightly mentally frazzled by the end of the day. The last thing I want to do at the evening is sit and do a website. Exactly. Um, exactly. Well, I I definitely get six o'clock in the evening and think right, okay, glass of wine, switch off time. I am yeah. not absolutely not and that's healthy though I think it's healthy to step away. Just kind of go this is it and step away I mean I get I get bursts of inspiration I've got so many notes it's unbelievable they just don't <laughs> actually come into fruition I've got I've got such great plans and ideas and, and my friends are at that stage are saying oh is this another one um, <laughs> but but I know I know that if I put the time and effort in or if I got my happen. own VA it would happen yeah. um but I think it's also really important to keep having those dreams and notepads and ideas Agreed. because one day something comes along that you go, no, this is the one. Yeah, I agree. And that's the advice of all small business yeah. owners, isn't it? 
definitely. Yeah. And I think sort of as an outsider looking in and, and somebody who knows you, but I certainly never worked with you. The one thing that always strikes me as the thing that sets you apart from everybody else is your commitment to the role that you have and your client. Mm. I think you out of a, you would sit in the very small percentage of people I know who are virtual assistants who understand what it means to be in a professional services job. Mm. Oh, really? Gosh, thank you. Wow. Absolutely. Because mm. you, you do. The, the client is king. Yes, absolutely. Customer is right. Yes. Um, their business is so, sometimes more important than mine. Yeah. Um, I, I find it. I also I mean, one thing which, again, is really important for me to get across to VAs. Maybe it comes a little bit later in owning your business or not. And I think some, something that's really missed in marketing is we're also business owners. Yeah. So if you're working for another small business owner, you're the person that can kind of, oh, no, don't try that strategy. What about this strategy? Um, and I really help a lot of my clients just sort of working out what their plans are, narrowing them down, um, trying this, that and the other and um, going, oh, I know. No, let's try freebie. No, that won't work. But let's try this. Um, because I and I absorb online business I'm so interested in it um do, do you have a sort of natural what I would call business brain is that something that you sort of have always had in your career prior yeah. to yeah yeah I think I've always been a career PA um yeah. I've always been in the job told I'm too young to progress yes oh you know oh no you can't be a manager because you're a woman oh you know you're you know every job job I used to go to they'd either say they'd say this job isn't big enough for you mm. and and then I'd, I'd say well no no I'd love to do it and they said no you'll be leaving in, in a couple of years time because you, you, it's not good enough for you and I used to feel really upset then but now in retrospect I think okay yeah. um and, and we are, we're in different times now, aren't we? Yes. If you and I, because we are of a very similar age, if we reflect on... 32. Yeah. <laughs> 30, steady. Oh, sorry, if, I was raising it a bit, you know. If you, if you reflect on where we were, you know, sort of 10, 15 years ago with those attitudes to certainly sex and the roles that we were doing, we were largely written off and you had to have quite a large voice and Mm -hmm. confidence to be able to be heard and I'd just leave ultimately I mean you know I I had a very good just before I moved into music I was in a corporate firm very very large firm and um he said to me as I, I mean he was great he just said there's your desk I don't want to know where you're going this you're in charge of this team um I want you to sort out our nationwide legal department and and get it all you know whatever you say goes I mean he was giving me such a lot of leeway first time I'd had that I think I was about 32 um and when I no, I was younger than that about 30 and then when when I oh no I'm giving our age away sorry but when I got to 32 um god it is 20 years ago (laughs) uh, when I got to 32 and I, I left for the music business he was the first person who said if you ever want to come back I'll give you a managerial position and I just thought, wow, but you never did before. No. You never said make me a manager while I was here. Too much um, to take. Yeah. So, you know, and that kind of happened a lot. Or I worked in law firms. I'd be the only person taking all the brunt of the late hours and the, you know, I used to sometimes finish at three in the morning. I have to be in the office at eight, um, you know, and no, none of the other girls used to sort of step in and they didn't trust anyone else to do it. Yeah. And then when I'd go and talk to the partners and say, this, this isn't, 
healthy they'd say well you're a victim of your own success and I was so young I was probably 29 then I was so young I couldn't speak up because I, I, I felt too young I felt back in my box back in my box all, all the time um just flicking back to the sort of virtual assistant stuff I mean what sort of advice would you give to somebody who was kind of thinking about being a virtual assistant I mean what what are the key things that you think that people need to I think I I, my personal message is um to almost go in with that career PA mindset because that box doesn't exist anymore no no, so that's... it's it's the big mindset. I mean, we did some work with that, didn't we, on our training? Yes, but it's exactly. a big mindset jump to kind of say, I'm now a business owner. I can make this what I like. So something I it took me two years, I think, into, in, into the VA world, I'm still feeling a little bit in my box. I mean, I, mm-hmm. if, where can we take that? I had a lot of leeway. I mean, I was, you yeah. know, that, that was completely Master of your own destiny. I well, guess. so certainly. So, but I was still in the box. I wasn't the manager. And, you know, yeah. and like if I used to say this is what's going on, it would just be, well, let's refer to the manager. So I didn't have the voice even then that yeah. I probably should have done. Yeah. Um, But I think when I first started this, I was very much still in that PA mode. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise how much opportunity there is in online business and we are an online business. So I start, I I think I joined, um, uh, I can't think of a name now. So, so um, menopausal, but um, another thing that happens ladies when you get, yes. Yeah. Um, We've all got so much to look forward to. Yeah. It's so great. Isn't it? You just forget everything. Um, But she, she had a Carrie Green. Sorry. She had a, a paid membership and I joined this membership and I remember thinking, oh, my God, I didn't realise all of this was around. Yeah. And different ways of bringing income in. Um, and also the career path of the VA. You yeah. know, we're, we're on a separate career path now in the sense of, you know, we're obviously still doing client work. But then we're doing the coaching, the mentoring, because that's another stream. Right. That's another career path. But also, um, if there's something you like doing. God, I could get to talk about this for hours. But if there's something you really like doing, you can absolutely hone in on it. If you're a master of Instagram, don't just go, oh, I offer Instagram or social media posting or something. Yeah. Start being brave and owning that Instagram. Next thing you can be teaching people how to use Instagram and have a completely different revenue stream. So I think it's that stepping from the box of being a PA working for different people to knowing that you're a business that actually has a root. If you want to choose, I mean, not everyone will want to do that. I totally get that. Um, and I think I'm always a bit jumping ahead going, oh, don't you, you know, there's no. so many opportunities. Why don't you want to take them? It's quite interesting, that one, isn't it? Because quite often when I'm interviewing VAs um, or, you know, interviewing them for the podcast or chatting on the podcast, we talk about that whole thing of, you know, do you niche, do you not niche, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And I, I always say to certainly anybody who I'm coaching and mentoring who's starting out on that journey, it's don't, you, you don't have to niche. You don't no. you have to narrow your field in any shape or form, certainly from the outset anyway. If, if you've got not, a, not the beginning collection of generic skills then use those because mm. those are the skills that will kind of you know launch you to niche if you want to mm-hmm. but also just focus on the things that you really enjoy doing yes so look at the elements of jobs that you've had historically look back on what you've actually been responsible for delivering 
focus on the things that you really enjoy and then grow your business from there. And nine times out of 10, they end up choosing those sort of social media elements mm. and then kind of becoming a, a social media kind of VA for want of a better mm. word and niching. But actually, you know, there's no harm in doing it that way and being generic and then finding your sweet Absolutely. I, I think it. I think it's the key. And I think yeah. when you start then growing your marketing, which we all have to do i know we've just talked about the fact we're rubbish at it and stuff like that but you know you do have to do it yeah um you will you know i didn't find instagram was my thing or facebook you know i I didn't have one of those things because that's not my niche i found mentoring was my i I was helping so many people i thought well hang on a minute this is what i do i love i love talking to people mentoring and helping them and also i've got a, a knack for spotting things in people that they haven't got the courage to see themselves really good at that so I really like to kind of bolster people up with that um but while people are you know some you know I see some girls on Instagram I think suddenly they've got 2,000 followers 5,000 followers 10,000 followers and I think darling that that's your speciality because you've grown yours you could grow other people's like that Um, you know and and then you can tell people how you did it and then you can make money from that um Mm -hmm. on the side so there's always um this lovely path which is really exciting um, and you own it, don't you? And it's a path yeah. that you just completely own. And it, it, you are totally master of your own destiny. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you- that's and, and I think that's the thing. It's it's being brave to realise you are master of your own mm-hmm. destiny, mm-hmm. Um, and having the confidence to do that. And it's not easy, of course, it's not. Um, because for many of us, you know, some of us have done this 20, 30 years in the in the shadows. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not always easy to step out into that, is it? No, it's not. It's very difficult. And confidence is always a big thing, I think, mm. and self-confidence. And, and that, I think we touched on it earlier, you know, that sort of mums returning to work. You know, any mum who may be listening today who's thinking about, you know, going back to work, not sure what they should do, slightly nervous about going back into the workplace. Yeah. Sarah Dane and I would be delighted to hear from any of you because we really know what that leap of faith is to mm. get back and if you want to start your own business and, and as we said be master of your own destiny we'd be delighted to help you and confident absolutely a hundred because it's, it's so important to me that I just I mean apart from the fact that I, I just think why are these women slogging on trains feeling oh. guilty someone else is watching their kid grow up um and they, they're living in this guilt scenario um and it's it's there's other options yeah there are much better yeah, options definitely, definitely, yeah definitely. I'm on a real rampage about it at the moment I think there is just so much negativity and it generally in the corporate workplace yeah. you know women who are retired forget necessarily having children but you know having had a career break mm. the workplace you know the the attitudes are still they're just archaic it, it's okay and you know I mean I was just thinking about this just touching on what we talked about earlier the menopausal scenario yeah. because really there are a lot of women our age that get turned away because you know or I didn't get, they get have, a job at 50 yeah or feel that they can't apply because of their age or because oh absolutely 
menopause foggy brain you know just don't think that they've got the confidence or the ability to do it right now and and actually the bottom line is that if if you're running your own business you're master of your own destiny your confidence will grow as a result of it and you can manage all of your symptoms very quietly yes behest and and not under the pressure of anybody else Mm. Um, you know I cannot advocate for this job I I couldn't yeah I couldn't even more it's it's very and and also the supportive network that we all have all have it's such as you know which you don't have in a job you know might might have other people in the office but you don't have people in all these different fields working and talking to each other and just going oh no this is how you do that that's how you can help with that everybody's really helpful um very helpful and there's just so many opportunities it's insane to have not known about this years ago I mean gosh yeah. What what's happened in our lifetime and what's available to us now? I never would have seen this thirty years ago or twenty years ago. Definitely not. It's incredible. Definitely. It's and and it's yeah. really exciting. And I think coming back to that collaborative environment, I was blown away by how collaborative it is. Yes, I think mm. yes, we're all working in a very similar space, but you're right in the fact that the opportunities are huge in terms of the mm. volume you know there's a real switch in working attitudes and the virtual assistant is becoming much more commonplace now mm-hmm. than the PA is um so nobody needs to compete for similar roles no, you know? nobody seems to do you I never no, no. go I never feel like I'm in that world of competing mm-hmm. with anybody no. maybe mm-hmm. because I'm some kind of special VA that you just said I was because I was well, I think, <laughs> I think there are there are plenty of people out there who start a job as a VA who don't understand or appreciate or take on board the importance of understanding what it is to run a professional services business. And that yeah. does that is okay. really important. You know, mm. it, you can't you can't engage with clients and expect them not to ask big questions of you. No, because I'm afraid that's what we do. That's what what you're getting paid for. I mean, I will sometimes, I'll I'll sometimes step back on a client and say, I don't offer social media because I don't want to go in and break their stuff. You know, (laughs) no, I'm sorry. There's not something I do. And I'm very strict about, I don't do accounts because um, I use that lovely, I'm not registered for anti-money. I actually earn too much. So I don't qualify as a VA I'm not under any of those lovely rules um and I don't want to do it no and I think that's fair enough I think yes. that's absolutely fair enough and I think yeah. you know it's really important to be honest about where your strengths lie and yeah. do the stuff that you love doing and I think yes absolutely that, how do you balance the demands that your clients put on you with your own personal and sort of professional goals and development how, how uh, yeah do I, I've got to be really honest I mean we spoke before the podcast but I also have yeah. um seasonal affective disorder so from about September to now I'm rubbish I I find um I have no motivation interest energy um so I kind of feel like I lose six months a year so then that six months is completely completely devoted to the clients yeah because yeah. I can't risk it that's my income that's you know and I'm I'm very loyal I think one of my USPs is how loyal I am to a client so um 
so they come first and then I come to about April and I go I'm gonna do this that and the other and and, um, and the clients are really used to me being all fully around but there is time I mean you know you're not sat here for eight hours a day um fully engaged on client work and there is time in between uh I used to in the summer um, I'm really good at blocking my calendar and saying this hour's training this hour is this this is you know and also saying right I want to get this out this week this is what this is how I'm going to break it down obviously you know I don't think I ever used to do that but used to say right I'll spend an hour doing this part of that task and an hour you know and then you know at the end of the week it's finished you've got an end point as long as you put those hours in do you Um, actually put time aside for your own professional development and yeah and and sort of that whole thing of keeping on top of technology and what yeah I'm I'm an absolute nerd always have been I love technology um I'm all over AI at the moment because I find it so you know my dad my dad come on then are you a chat GPT yes I mean you know I mean I've paid for it and I'm currently using the new version which is gpt4 but um i my dad liked technology i mean i I lost him 40 years ago nearly um so that's a long time ago and he was all i remember him having a computerized chess game and all of us being so excited about it and he would have loved the internet i was very early adopter of the internet full stop so um, that's how I got into take that I used to you know there's a lot I won't bore everyone with it now but um, I used to use the internet extensively yeah. before anyone was really using really it easy. so yeah. I'm very good at Google I'm very good at Boolean searches um, mainly because I used to use play a game 30 years ago online <laughs> 20 years ago I don't hold on my that's a long bloody time ago yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I'm, you know, I'm really, and I, I can find anything on online. I'm that person. It should be some kind of MI five person because I can really <laughs> find. Um, not in the dark web. I don't know how you get in the dark web. Thank God. No, I, I, totally I, I don't. Need, I don't know how to get in there. So no, that's a no, good no, thing. Agree with that one. It's okay. Yeah, there, there is there is history on your computer. I don't want anyone to know. Um, yeah. Um, so technology, things like the AI. Yeah, I mean that's uh, what I love. This, this is just a classic example of how my brain works. I love seeing at the moment people selling guides on how to use ChatGPT, and they're sending these guides of two hundred prompts of how to get the best out of ChatGPT. And I just think all you did was typed in, give me two hundred prompts on how to use you the best, printed it and sold it. Masterful, you know, because there'll be a load of people going, I don't know how to use it, and they'll pay these people thirty quid buy it but it's you know i'll just, just type it in chat gpt that's all bloody point no i have to say i am i'm i am definitely a user and i have no issues with using it at all um i haven't told my daughter that it's it exists because she's no. writing her dissertation and i was no. slightly nervous that that might be the answer to her dissertation yeah. but i am interviewing the tech savvy assistant in a couple of weeks who has written a book about chat gpt so it'll be really interesting to see what she has to say and i'm really excited about that i've seen i've seen people knock up courses super quickly and i think it's not been out that long no um you know on the bandwagon as quick as so quick but it's really i mean it's really good because you can just kind of go oh great can you put all of that into a spreadsheet format for me 
and then it will do that. And, and I mean, the, the brilliant thing is writing social media posts, if I could be bothered. But you could just go and go in there, make it write your social media posts, upload it right. to Canva, and it bulk creates the graphics. And you've got a month's worth of posts. <laughs> oh, so I just think this is the future. I mean, it's, it's not going to replace us. I don't think you should write a blog on it no. or anything no. like that. I think you should go and write your, maybe get your, your bones together with it, with the blog, then write it yourself and then feel free to go rewrite that for me because yeah, it'll, it'll write it better than you will yeah. but and, and that's going to save a hell of a lot of time but I think from it's scratch classic. it's a no yeah I think you're right it's the it's the classic support tool yes rather than the activation tool you've yeah to, absolutely you've got to start the process and then use it to support mm. rather than I mean you know I wrote in there Katie I just had this conversational bit about what I want to do, how I want to help people, um, what my skill sets are in my mind, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, could you write some web pages, yes. website pages? Yes. For me? And it just yeah. went like that, blah, 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 blah. And I thought I would never have said that about myself. Interesting. You know, yeah, really, really good. Really interesting. Just sort of coming back to you and, and sort of managing your workload and your clients, how do you approach your sort of communications with your clients um, in terms of steps that you take to ensure that you're meeting their needs? Do, do you have regular kind of face-to-faces? Yes, I think it's vital. Um, not not face-to-faces, zoomed no. faces. Um, yeah, I try very hard not to leave the house. So yeah. I, um, I have um, different clients. I try and do a, a weekly yeah. um, session. I call them sessions. Um, so ad- admin session and we'll just kind of knock through things I mm. speak to most of my clients every day um, in some form form another because I just I want to keep on top of what they've got going some can um, push the boundaries and then you have to kind of pull back whatsapp for me is not a great medium because you have a lot of voice notes and then you can't find where the instructions were the messages were they all get buried in conversation um, so I do think it's quite key to um when you're onboarding your client to be very very clear and transparent about how you'll communicate um and you have to do that all so that you could go back to it and reiterate and say remember when we started i said email's best because for me i i work in inboxes i always yeah. historically have yeah. so yeah. i'll go into this client and i'll be working their inbox everybody's else shut out until i go back into their inbox so to send things by email makes sense because when you're in your inbox i can work on you um but to send stuff text whatsapp teams i agree and I think too messy. the other thing with that is it, it a is very messy but b one of the things that our clients expect of us is a relatively efficient and time savvy service and I find that if you have more than one means of communication it tends to take up your time flicking in and out oh completely it's called um I was reading about it it's context switching and so you could be working on somebody talking about I don't know you know music or something or some kind of client they've got and then somebody will be beeping you I've got this client who will beep seven times to get my hi hey how are you this 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 until you eventually go this must be emergency you click onto it nothing much or no I had one years ago that used to say oh you said I I, I send you lots of messages just to get your attention 
and then it would be can you book me something for next november and you think wow that's mm. and then your mind thinks about november and you've lost what you were thinking about and then you've got to you know you either miss a trick on the previous yeah. client or you've got to spend some time getting back in which is not chargeable time no. um i have i have started i think i've been using it for about a year now something that records my whole screen okay. time wise yeah. um and so everything's on here whatsapp connects to it um yes. phone calls and everything so i can time everything oh there's quite a few but this one particular is um time bro okay yeah and it's so good activity oh it records all the activity and then i go back in and assign it to the client so you know i have to be semi on it yeah but it's meant oh, i don't miss a minute so it, if they want to spend hours on whatsapp doing whatsapp messages i'm still charging them for it Fine, but and this yeah. is how that that's kind of accrued the the, the value the volume yeah. of my invoice this month because i've been switching between teams whatsapp <sighs> email etc yeah it's so it's just such an inefficient way of working from mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. not just a va but it's it's, it's you know i'm very time efficient i think that's one of my key things if i think something's not efficient i'm on it like a absolutely scotch bonnet so i think it's... yeah exactly <laughs> on it. um yeah no yeah. I, I agree i really agree with that and i think one of the things i i always do when i'm onboarding is is i say look we have one platform for our communication mm. we agree what it is now i don't care if it's something else but we agree it and we stick with it yeah that's very good and, and then it's literally everybody and do they do they stick to it yeah, they do. They're pretty oh, good. good. Um, I'm actually um, working now in a sort of slightly more operationals, uh, operational role um, for a client, which is fab. And I'm absolutely loving. And one of the things that I'm actually doing is kind of putting together a communications policy for internal communications, mm. external communications. And they've got themselves into a real pickle where they've got you know systems which are for clients, systems which is for internal um, and, and we're just needing to sort of hone everything, strip everything mm-hmm. back, hone everything down. You know, everything for the client is in this system. Everything that's internal is communicated this way. And it just is going to save everybody. I mean, literally hours in in their working. Yeah. Just I mean, that's going, going back to your technology thing. I mean, I think that's one of the things, especially working online, mm-hmm. you come across these apps and stuff. You know, it's like we always have the Asana, Trello click yeah. up conversation who yeah. what do you like best yeah. but actually to go in I, I one of my clients I went in it was a complete mess spreadsheets on spreadsheets on spreadsheets with color coding that made no sense absolute mess yeah so I said right I, I'm going to put all of that in the sauna and the whole team can see it yeah. and we're going to be able to move it and we can you know I mean I had a lot of resistance from the clients um yeah. who then said what well, can you update both that's not no, that's not time <laughs> efficient <laughs> Yeah, there's no reason to do it. And this is much better than your spreadsheet. You can reassign the task to someone else in the team. This will keep you an update. You've got an overview of everything rather than digging into all these different spreadsheets. It's just, um, you know, so I think that's something you do as well, learners. You're exposed to things that you weren't used to. Um, You know, if I'd had that working in the band, unbelievable we would have had a completely different easier ball game yeah um just knowing these tools were around so yeah i mean even with us not everyone knows about the ai like your your daughter does though she knows about it she probably does of course she she does does. university you're kidding yourself she's like that mum will never know i've done this dissertation on here (laughs) she'll never know about ai at her age 
steady. Thank you very much. <laughs> 32. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think or where do you see the sort of industry, the VA industry kind of going? Oh, I think it's going to be, even in even in the past six years, I used to have to really describe what a virtual assistant does. Yeah. And now people are knowing it. Companies are using us more. They're realising it's a much more cost-effective way of working. Yeah. I think I think the ridiculous thing is, um, is when a company will pay you for eight hours a day. Yeah. You know, you don't work for eight hours a day. Listen, you know, <laughs> sorry, son, but you know, thanks for that. But we don't, uh, you know, and you say that to people in jobs. So you know, you're actually only productive for X amount of hours a day, and they say that's not true. And I think no, it is. So that is, again, I will say, as a VA, you are probably working harder. Yeah. So I'm never going to kid anyone to say, Mm -hmm. yeah, that beach life is true if you want to have a certain salary. Mm -hmm. Because um, it's true if you've got loads of different, you know, you're that Instagram specialist and you're selling courses and you're making a load of money without even thinking. But to be a service person, no, you're to fill in the hours you need to pay the salary you want you're going to be working longer than you would be in an office definitely and harder and harder and you you know you've got to switch between different clients you've got to switch between different businesses different practices I've gone from I've had from one client a Windows laptop to a Mac and I was going from one to the other and they're in reverse how they work and so that context switching was bloody hard to try and switch from one to the other I did that for about five months and yeah I've never do that again yeah I, th- I think you're right I think the industry is is just going to boom I really oh, I, I mean I don't know how much you really... watch America America's ahead of us yeah um, they always have been huge I mean that's where I used to started off following American VA boards um mm. there's a couple of really top ones um and watching them and um, also they really specialize and they really hone in on working for online businesses yeah. more than offline businesses because that is where the business is I think we're a little bit behind in catching up on that but you know we've got a whole load of people being told by people who have made money on the internet how to make money on the internet we're the facilitators yeah. and have putting that all together yeah, and that's where there's a lot of business when anyone goes oh um you know I can't find clients no, they're everywhere. They're in this computer that you're typing in. Where do I find clients? That's where they are. Mm-hmm. Loads of people. And and I think as well, it's having the confidence in that. Uh, this is a big thing for me. The services page that new VAs put up and they keep up for quite a while. Their services page is a list of skills that they can do. That's not what people are looking for. Yeah. You have to adapt those skills to what, you know, simply I can do PowerPoint becomes a slide deck you know that's the language yeah Yeah. and it's the same bloody thing so you can sell that for much more money than you could I I mean this is a classic but I'm selling one of my secret things most VAs put on their service page file management yeah as as something they do and um and I think what does that mean to somebody (laughs) how do you sell that as file management now there's a girl that I'm not lying she um is American girl she's got a service where in a day she reorganizes people's google drives okay and so you, you'll talk to them beforehand yep. she'll spend a day reorganizing for them yep. they come back it's all really nicely organized yep. she charges a thousand dollars for that blinking heck and people pay her to yeah, do that what? and she'll say i've only got five slots this month yes i bet you have 
because you only need to do it five days a month or whatever amazing and that's file amazing. management and it's that that is that thinking differently how do I sell that in a, in a way that makes it such a valuable service they only need to pay thousand dollars once it's, it's that tangible it's so whenever you yeah. anything that is to do with selling your services or marketing your services you need to think what that means to the client not what you want to project no or what you do yeah. it's that you know okay there's this there, there everything's a mess oh i'll come in and sort it out lovely yes. how much is that going to cost me this boom i'll yeah. pay that because it's worth it because my whole life is going to be organized afterwards you know it is it is that looking at what you do looking at how you can make that into an actual really viable service um and and so many people have got that for twenty five pounds an hour. Oh, file management, and I see it, and I think, oh, you know, it's just rewording it all a little bit, yeah, getting the word. So I'm going to go back at the end of this podcast and have a look at my website and have a real think about that because I bet you anything, mine says file management somewhere on there. Ah, uh, see, needs changing. Needs you can, changing. and it's that. It's just you know, you want this done in an afternoon, or and it's that promptness. You know, oh, I just go away and it's come back and it's all tidied. It's like paying people to come and sort your wardrobes out isn't it yes, exactly you know it's the same thing and people pay people to do that so it's, as soon as you realize oh people do actually pay people to do that there are a million trillion people on the internet yeah you only need to have a few of them a month exactly. to do it <laughs> listen we're coming to the end of our time what i've really... rambled on i'm so sorry oh, Katie. you haven't it's been absolutely fab it really has and i think that's the problem with the podcast we might have to do part one and have a part two i don't mind that see if anyone wants one if anyone messages yeah. and says they'll want another part two we'll, we'll i'm gonna leave them dangling on the things that you're most proud of and and the challenges that you've oh, yes. yeah. over okay well we'll do that well okay there will be part two of Sarah Jane Heath in due course in the short term where do you see your business going in the next sort of three to five years what's what's your sort of plan my plan is to make millions no (laughs) (laughs) Rodney Rodney yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um actually no I am going to um because I tell other people to do this in and mentoring it's really interesting my coach a few years ago I had all these ideas things I wanted to do and she said well, you don't need to do that because you're doing a mentoring. That's your side, like business. And I stuck with that. But actually, I want to start implementing things I teach other people to do because yeah. I think that's key to saying, you know, so I want to put on some digital products. I've got a trillion ideas of really useful things. I'm actually thinking I'm going to set up like a shop of Brilliant. You know, yeah. well-priced yeah. things that aren't yes. high expensive yeah. you know yeah. because people can't afford it yeah. so yeah. I want to just kind of go these are the emails I send these are the yeah. things I do this is how I onboard a client this is how I do this and um, and just say you know like just take out all of that guessing don't go and read google just here you go just go and copy that absolutely fine and that's my plan um and then yeah 20 million people are going to buy those and I'm just going to go and sit on that beach I'll never do that though I will always be at my desk I love working I think that's the thing people say to me so you know will you sell your business what you know will you you retire and I I can't ever see myself retiring I would be bereft without at least actually that's a key thing Katie because I think there's a thing about EAs and people that are really into this job yeah you know well we need to be needed 
Yeah. And so if I'm not needed by anybody, whoa, then, then what happens? So the dog only goes so far and he just wants to be fed. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's I have it keeps me alive and me functioning that somebody at the end of this email needs me to fix it um, for them. It's absolutely fascinating that you say because I I really ramped up my business and my activity at the point that probably my daughter went off to do her A-levels and there was that big shift in the sort of parent stroke needing. Yeah. So there was a the moment when I realised she didn't really need me as much as I had kind of thought she probably would forever. Um, yes. <laughs> but at the same time, I really needed something else. And that was the point. So it was sort of five yeah five years ago that I really started ramping up my business mm. I think you're right it's that we need to feel needed yeah I mean even if I had an agency or something yes I still don't know if I'd be personally needed as I am now no. I just you know it's that um that I think I'd find really hard to to hand that over so I think yeah anybody who's thinking about setting up their own business do you feel that you need to be needed Ask that question yeah. yourself because if the answer is yes, then you're probably. Uh, do you know what I think? Great PAs also. I, I think we've all got this. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's um, codependency. Yeah, it's that you know mm. needs to be needed, um, and that's why we get upset if we get something wrong. Yes. That's why you know it, it matters it's so hard. much. But then that's what makes us great assistants because we care so much. You know, that's so yeah, it's. Absolutely. Yeah. And when and when you have that and when you care so much, your clients keep you. They don't want you because they think, oh God, I can't actually cope without this person. And so you, you know, you keep the long-term clients, you keep the work referrals coming in. Um, so it's definitely something to hone in on. I'm gonna write that down as another yeah. <laughs> <laughs> journey of discovery, this one. It is, yeah. As always, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and we will do part two, okay? I think we should because we've got loads more to talk Definitely. about. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so, well, so Thank much. you. All of your contact details will be in the show notes um, and uh, any listeners, please do reach out to, to SJ. She has got so much to share and, and knowledge that, that she can impart. Um, so put her in your little black book and reach out to her in due course. Mm. SJ, love and Definitely on LinkedIn. I'm, and I'm so, just last word. <laughs> no, you were trying to I am so, as you are, really passionate about this industry really passionate and about VAs and uh, about us standing out as the future of the assistant world. Um, so I think we're all advocates of that massively, aren't we? So mm-hmm. do get in touch. LinkedIn is probably better. Website's probably still down. So <laughs> I wouldn't bother with that. Okay. It's just, SJ's LinkedIn details will be all over the bottom of the show. <laughs> Lovely, Katie. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop talking. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels. All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes, or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.